So we actually had stuff we were planning on talking about. Yeah, we should probably get around to it. And the first thing is the X. Is the XFL. XFL. The XFL 2.0 kicked off on Saturday. What are your thoughts? Hell yeah, man. The XFL is a lot of fun. That's my first and most overarching impression is like, that was a damn good time. Let's do it again next week. Yeah. You know? Honestly, the level of play surprised me. It was it was strangely good. Yes. It was concerningly entertaining. It was much better than a lot of the college football I've watched. Mm-hmm. Whereas I kind of expected something between, like, Maction... Yeah, midweek and action. Pac-12 game. Yeah, midweek action was like my peak football expectations of like, these guys are probably going to be so bad it's fun type thing. Right. And with the weird rules, you know, I don't expect anything good. I just expect wacky randomness. But I ended up getting like a week three Pac-12 game, you know? Easily. Easily. With, that looks like it can eventually become like a low-level SEC game. Yes. I don't think that these games will ever get to be, like, college football national championship. I could be wrong. Maybe we have a team. That would be a fun exhibition. Yes. At the end, whoever wins gets to go play whoever won college. Yeah. What if they had... Hear me out. What if they held back... No, this would never work. But what I think would be really interesting would be, instead of doing an XFL All-Star game... You take the XFL All-Stars and you play them against the All-Americans <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> There's a lot of this in soccer. Like, instead of All-Star breaks, they do, like, one league versus another league. And oh, they can wow. be really intriguing. Or, like, all the best Bulgarians play one middling English side, <laughs> you know? And just, like, I don't know, what, what would happen? More, which, like, you know, makes it actually be a competition instead of just, like... Madness, which we normally see in like the Pro Bowl. I don't know. I think Do we normally see anything in the Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah, punting. I Are feel like lots of people like just like get to fourth down because they don't care and they punt away the ball. And I'm like, here, you have it. No, you have it. No, you have it. It's like a, it's like an elaborate game of hot potato. Nobody wants to touch the ball because nobody wants to get hurt. Yes. It's 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 the worst. It's, it's just, the honors just the being worst. selected, like the torturers having to play. Yeah, especially because when it used to be in Hawaii, I think players were like excited to go. Mm-hmm. But now it's in like the desert in Nevada. It's in Orlando because they have Isn't to do it? something at Camping World Stadium. Oof. Why? Besides the camping word world bowl, that was a word soup. The camping word bowl. The, oh, Jeez. oh for two. The camping world bowl. Camping world bowl. Camping world bowl. Camping. That is a remarkably good tongue twister. It's like camping world bowl. Camping word bowl. But no, I think you're just camping world up, bowl. Camping world bowl. And I'll say it fast. Camping world bowl. 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 I think I jacked it up finally on the last one. So it took me like 20 tries and I finally messed it up. And uh, I guess Orlando City's a thing. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know what's sad? Soccer is easily my favorite sport. I couldn't even name every MLS team. 
Like, I would Let's definitely forget about the Columbus crew. Let's see if between the two of us, we can name every MLS team. Are you going to write them down as we go? It's a good idea. I'll, yeah. I'll open up Notepad. <sighs> First, I'm just going to Google how many teams there are in the MLS so we know how many we're missing. Oh, there's only 26? Yes, we need to get 26 teams. Do we need to get... What what do we need to, to be correct? Do we need to get there is a team in blank, or do we need the this is blank, blank United? Yeah, blank and what it's called. But if it's blank something SC, when we forget the SC, I'm not counting that. So, like, I'm not not counting that. I'm counting that. Okay. <laughs> so let's see how many MLS teams we can name. We've Columbus Crew. Orlando City. Columbus Crew. Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire. New England Revolution. Uh, NYCFC. Seattle Sounders. They are partially owned by Drew Carey. NY Red Bulls. I do not. That's my least favorite team name in professional sports, by the way. Why? Because it's literally a corporate sponsor as their name. The NY Red Bulls. Like, how sellout can you get? Where your team name is I have literally... a D block. You want to hear the most sellout story in all of professional sport? Yes. I have a D block. What were we going to do? Mark D'Antonio. <laughs> yeah, this is way more fun. Yes. So, uh, oh, you're in for a ride, bud. You think the American version of Red Bull buying a team is bad. Lordy, just buckle in. Okay, so yeah, the New York Red Bulls. Uh, the second least favorite team name in American professional sports, Real Salt Lake. <laughs> Royal Salt Lake. Uh, we got Sounders. Did we get Timbers? Let's get the Timbers. Portland Timbers. That's nine. Galaxy. Galaxy. Uh, LAFC. LAFC. We're at 11. Oh, God. Uh, Atlanta United. Oh, um, Sporting KC. Sporting KC. Why are you put a Sporting KC? I was going to suggest we go see a game this Honestly. summer. Honestly. It's just the team name's funny because we're trying to be Houston European. Houston Dynamo? I believe they've rebranded as, like, FC Houston. But I'll count it for either or. Okay. I appreciate that because I don't think we're going to get to 26. Oh, Minnesota United. Or not. No, it's not United. Isn't it Minneapolis FC or Minnesota FC or something like that? It's Minnesota. It's not Minneapolis. I almost am certain. Almost am and certain. And it's United, you think? Mm-mm. That I'm not at all sure about, because they just added another United when they added Atlanta with them. Yes. So they probably didn't add. I know there's a Nashville team, I think, too. Mm, no. D.C. United. D.C. United. Let's get them in. D.C. United. Are there ones in Texas that we're missing? No. Oh. F.C. Dallas. Yes. Is there anything in, like, upstate New York? Why do I feel like there's not a Buffalo team? No. No, there's no Philadelphia Union. Yes. That's oh, I 18. never would have gotten that one, but that's true. 18 to 26. We're, oh man, we're running out of steam, this but that's a pretty decent run for the MLS. Oh, I'm going to give myself like. Oh God, the Oakland Athletics. Oh. No. <laughs> okay, one more minute. If we can't think of one in one minute, we're calling it off. Oh God. Oh God. Can I look at a map of the nation and like, is that cheating? <laughs> No. Uh, Miami's not a thing yet, right? No. And they don't have an official team name. They were planning to be Inter-Miami, like Inter-Milan. I actually really like that. But Inter-Milan sued them and won. 
so they can no longer be Inter Miami. Can they like be like Miami Ventus or? It depends on if Juventus is cool with it. Oh oh oh, Vancouver Whitecaps. Yes. What are the, is that the only Canadian one? I think there might be a Toronto one, but I have no clue. Is there what a Montreal one? The Montreal Impact. Yes. We are at twenty. Yes. That is. So like... we, oh my God! Is there a Toronto one? Maybe. Yes. Yes. Toronto FC. They're actually good. Yeah, that's right, because Josie Altador played there for a while. Okay, that's 22. No, we're at 21. Oh, God, we're five short. We're I'm five at short. A map. I got a map. No, not a road map. I want a regular map. Give me a map. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay, Arkansas is not going to We're so close. Georgia, Atlanta. Atlanta. Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina. There's got to be another Florida team, It doesn't there? No. No, there really doesn't. California teams? What are we San Jose so Earthquakes. Yes. We are at 22. Which is like my wildest dreams is that we got 22. Does Phoenix have anything? Not that I know of. Uh, Colorado Rapids. Yes. 23. Was that the one you thought of? Yes. Damn it. We thought of the same one. Detroit doesn't have one. No. Nowhere in Michigan has one. Gosh. Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Nope. Philadelphia Union. We got them. Connect. No. Massachusetts has New England. I think we God. might have hit our peak. Where are the others? Where are you? Okay. Ohio. Columbus. Yeah. That's all I got. God. Oklahoma? No. What? No. Utah. We had it. Yep. Where? Nevada. Can't think of what they'd be called. I don't think they have one. Oh, yeah. We got to give up. I'm disappointed. We're giving us, up. But... Nashville SC is my final guess because I feel like that's either a thing or going to be a thing. Oh, we're just making random guesses. And then Miami Vermont FC. Vermont Jazz. Miami FC, I feel like, is a thing. I feel like there's going to be two Miami teams. No, no, there's not. There's there's just the Beckham does one. It, they don't it, already have a team. Oh, so the Beckham one's... Beckham one will be... Inter, yeah. Okay. So, Nashville SC, and then I'm, I'm done. Okay, I'll look up the list. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Let's see. Who we forgot. FC Cincinnati. What? What? Houston Dynamo. Real thing. Dallas. Yes. We had that one. I'm so proud. Nashville proud of was a real thing. Damn. I really talked you off that. I'm sorry. <laughs> FC. I think FC Cincinnati looks like oh. the only one. Sporting KC. Are we really sure that there were 26? That's what Google said. Nashville SC we did miss. No, I got Nashville. Did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually kind of a dope logo. They have a cool logo. San Jose. Yeah. We got really close. We did. Because here's two, four, six. They are counting Inter-Miami for this coming year. Okay. So that must be where we Eight. got off, is that they're counting Inter-Miami. Ten. And we didn't count Inter-Miami. Twelve. Thirteen. Oh, they do count 26, but how many did we count? 24 since we missed FC Cincinnati okay. and Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami I didn't think was a thing yet, but I knew it existed. FC, my, FC Cincinnati, I had no idea. What does their logo even look like? What a dope logo. Is, that, is this one the lion? Lion, sword, wings, jazz? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we got a real show. It's about the XFL. Uh, do we have any other thoughts? I mean, okay, here's my thing about the XFL, and we're just transitioning back because I've decided we are, and yeah. do it with impunity. So here's the deal. <laughs> Kiddos and cadets. Um, what? Thierry Henry is coaching the Montreal Impact? What? I gotta close this, because I'm gonna 
Dude, holy crap. What if, like, players now come over, like, good ones? Like, what if Messi someday was, like, coaching my Inter-Miami? Yeah, like, after his victory lap as part of, like, D.C. United or something. I think we underestimate Messi's victory lap. Messi's victory lap is going to be in the Premier League. Probably. Like, Messi's going to come over. But we got Rooney and Zlatan's, like, victory lap. Like, yeah, no, Messi's not that much above them, is he? Is he? Like, in terms of, like, fame and, like, respect? Yeah, he is? Oh. For a moment, as Justin's gone redoing something logistical-wise, I'm going to talk just about how good Messi is. So, like, you know how Jordan has a LeBron that's, like, a legitimate challenge to his greatness? And, like, you know, who's another good example of the sport? You'll never be able to talk about, like, like Tom Brady is the pinnacle of what it is to be a quarterback, but he has legitimate contemporaries that you can seriously, as a serious fan, make the argument are as good as him. Yeah, you could. I don't think Messi's a human being. Like, my biggest conspiracy theory is that he is an alien brought to make all of our lives better by watching him play soccer. Because he does things, Justin, and you don't know how it works. And Ronaldo's to, good. To be fair, most of what I've seen from Messi has came in international competition. Where, where he is notoriously not that good. Yeah. He makes sense in Barcelona style. So, until you've seen him, you know, in club football, he's still obviously a good player. Yes. He's just got a case of the chokes. Yes. It's like watching old Tiger versus new Tiger. Think of Messi in international competition as post-2008, pre-2018 Tiger Woods. Okay? But but everything else, the good parts of Tiger's career, is Messi's club career. And it has only been that. He's never had a real slump. He's had years where the team stepped up and produced around him more. But it's, you know, the guy never has a bad year. He's, dude, it's something else. It's just unexplainable. Yeah, so I think Messi's Premier, Premier League days are going to be his, like. Where, where do you see him victory lapping on? Who? Huh? Who, who do you think victory laps Messi? Because the soccer victory lap is one of my favorite things that we don't have here in America. It Oh, you mean, like, actually when they, like, yeah, walk it, around? No, like, the victory lap season. Where it's oh, like, yeah. Where it's like, I go to a crappy team in a crappier league and just have their fans adore me for a year, and then I retire. Yeah, but like, I also like, just, like, I Beckham, come off the bench in the 60th minute, like, every, every yeah. game and play 30 minutes worth of soccer. Here's my thing. I don't think he wants to drag out his career past when he's, like, legitimately mm-hmm. impressive because frankly he doesn't want us to watch him break down and neither do we i think eventually either he'll manufacture or he'll legitimately have a falling out with barcelona because they won't be able to get it done in the champions league and then once he says i am unlikely to win another champions league with barcelona he will ditch probably i think to um the premier league It'll be whoever literally is the most likely team to win the Premier League the following year. And I would think he probably leans towards City. I don't think Liverpool would ever pick him up because that's not our style. We don't do that. We don't just like go out and find 
the great player you all know. Mm-hmm. We find talent that works together and develop it. I don't think he and Klopp would get along. So I don't think he'll ever come to Liverpool. He might if he really wanted to go win a Premier League and we looked like we were in the driver's seat at the time. He might. But I think that Man City makes sense. He's worked with their manager before. Okay. He'd go there. That'd be the victory lap. We're talking about the, the XFL. Which, maybe this doesn't bode well for the XFL. Yeah. Maybe this means it can't hold our attention for an entire segment. <laughs> because here's... So, I, I'm really excited about the XFL. I think it's good. Yes. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's very likely to be successful compared yes, it, to, like, the AAF. Yeah, it exceeded expectations first week. I think from even, like, a lot of optimist expectations it exceeded for, with both quality of play and audience reception because it, yeah, it drew like, almost a million more viewers than the AAF did. Yeah. And the AAF was the first real, like, spring football league we've had since, like, 2012's UFL. Right. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that – and the AAF, you know, in the postmortems around that, people have talked about how it could have made it if it was run better. Yes. I Be- think – Because they sold the league halfway through the season to one of the owners who was going to lose money, and he immediately folded it because he didn't want to lose money. Yeah. So – Yeah, that's – there's one solid owner here. What's weird is the concept of having – one owner for a league. I kind of like that almost. Because then you don't have like team team ownership ownership dumb stuff. You've only got one idiot as opposed to 32. But then you get like places where the head coach is in charge like LA who literally fired de- their defensive coordinator after one game. Yep. Like mad props. <laughs> Not a big yeah, don't like the Wildcats, but, like, that's the other thing. Being a fan of these teams is great. <laughs> Do you have a team picked out? Battlehawks. That's right. You're a Battlehawks fan. 1-0. and We won the game 15-9. to When did the Defenders and Battlehawks play? Because I got some Battlehawks fan friends that I've got to, like, silence. <laughs> I think we play New York this summer. This summer? This Sunday, you mean? Sunday. Yeah, which is prime time trying to compete with the NBA All-Star Game. So that should be fun to see. I'd much rather watch this. Yeah, even though the NBA All-Star Game, they're trying something new with the format, but it, which I am all for as long as it makes sense. Let me explain the NBA All-Star Game format for 2020. Go ahead. After quarter one of Team LeBron versus Team Giannis, which is basically East versus West with, like, three players swapped based on how they drafted. After one quarter, the score goes away, and you play the second quarter with a brand new— the second quarter starts out at 0-0 again. Whoever wins that quarter gets $250,000 donated to a charity of the captain's choice. The same repeats for the third quarter. And once the fourth quarter stops, they add— there becomes a target score of the of the team who was in the lead after the first quarter. Their first quarter score plus 24 is the score you need to reach to win the All-Star game. 
I'm not going to lie, you lost me, and I just stopped paying attention because I'm not going to watch the All-Star Game because the All-Star Game is stupid. I will be watching the Celebrity All-Star Game because it involves both Stephen A. Smith and Guy Fieri. Yes, um, trying to direct a basketball team. <laughs> Sunday, March 8th, we play at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain. Why did you start off with Eastern? Noon Pacific. I'm trying to reach... The whole nation. I always feel discriminated against when they give us only Eastern time because I suck at math and sometimes I forget which direction the sun goes. These are understandable and relatable problems. So I always feel like also my browser is like smart enough to know where I am at all times. Why is there not an easy, easily applicable widget in the square space that the FNXFL is using to like just be like, hey, he's in central time. Give him central time. And why can't they just do local commercials for, like, two and a half men on at 7 Central instead of saying, like, 8 Eastern, 7 Central? Like, Yeah. Like, is it really that much more expensive to have a guy record it twice yes. and have an intern splice that audio? Yeah. And then not that hard. Regionally, that's got to be not hard. No. Or, or do they do it regionally and we just don't know about it? Like, do you think in, like, the Pacific it's, like, two and a half men? Here's my thing. Six Mountain, five Pacific. I bet that that is what it is. It's in half instead of fourths. Yes. That they do it on some level, but not. But what about Hawaii? I think about this a lot. <laughs> like, Clearly, we both do. Which <laughs> is kind of concerning. Also, holy crap, what about the parts of Indiana that don't agree with the other parts of Indiana about daylight savings time? <laughs> so they're on Eastern time for part of the year and Central time for part of the year, but never on the same time. What about Arizona? Yeah, because they just they're they just say no to daylight savings time. So do they just stay on mountain? No, they'd be mountain and then central in the mountain, or mountain and then Pacific. But I mean, also, I imagine half that states in mountain and half that states yes. in Pacific. <laughs> oh God, the confusion. Okay, but like Hawaii is a really interesting case. We've talked about what it would like to be like to be an athlete in Hawaii. Yes, but imagine what it's like to just be like eventually set up. just a random sports fan in Hawaii. Imagine. Okay, here's That's, my thing. You want to like the the reason I can empathize with this is because of the World Cup mm-hmm. and because of soccer. It, like I f- fairly frequently watch sporting events that are held halfway across the world. Yes, and like. Every two years, the Olympics occasionally runs into this problem as well. Yeah, but they always do a really good job of packaging the events that Americans care about at sane times for Americans. So that's but like that's after they've happened almost. So you got to avoid spoilers. That's which, that's which, hardly which... ever true. This is this is not true. Listen, like Americans, and I don't get this. Americans, I'm sorry, Justin, they go for swimming. I don't get it. I don't get why people care about Olympic swimming. I don't Swimming. care. Yeah, it's so it's so of all the things to watch. The Olympics are so cool. You can watch like rifle shooting. You can watch like like what's that game with the like high ally? Like you can That's not in the Olympics. It's not. It should be. That gives me a segment for when we do our eventual Olympic preview episode. So, high ally is great. <laughs> you could go watch like Table. golf. Yeah, table golf. tennis, table tennis, all these things, all these very exciting and interesting judo. sports, judo, other forms of beating each other up. I imagine. Yep. Instead, you're gonna watch swimming. You're gonna watch this big spindly dude named the Michael jump into water and traverse it for like 
a long time. It's like, like the, two and a half minutes at the most. The distance swimming takes forever. But nobody watches the whole That's distance swimming. That's not true. Because you don't live with my parents, Justin. And it, it would you used to be like a Saturday afternoon. I'd be like, the Olympics, this is great. I've got my USA shirt on. I'm all excited. What are we going to watch? On ESPN, they have soccer. And my parents are like, why would we watch soccer? But Instead, we're going to watch The Mile Swim on ESPN 5. Congratulations. Your day is ruined. Now you have to sit there and watch these people do this thing that you couldn't do, you can't empathize with, you don't care about, and you don't want to care about. And then at the end, some kid from friggin', you know, Timbuktu wins because every day he has to swim the Atlantic just to get a living wage. That's his commute. It sucks, Justin. I hate swimming in the Olympics. <laughs> what? Swimming. God. I love primetime swimming, though. No, primetime swimming's dumb. What? It's dumb. You get your relays, you get your individual medleys, which are oh, low-key really cool. I'm going to come out and say it. The Winter Olympics is so much better than the Summer Olympics. No way. Oh, absolutely no it's way. better. There's like oh, four no. sports in the Winter Olympics. No, they're all great. What are you talking about? I can name four sports in like that are better than any sport at the Summer Olympics, other than soccer. But nobody cares about Hockey, Olympic soccer. Hockey's great. The pros don't play anymore, so I don't care. It's still super entertaining. Miracle on Ice stuff. You don't want to watch us beat up at the Canadians and the Russians at their own game, but which we, we regularly beat them do. Up. We do sometimes. Only in women's hockey, which is, I watch that. It's fun. It's fun. Okay, I watch Olympic women's <laughs> hockey, but I don't watch Olympic men's hockey unless the pros are in it. Like, that's why I'll forever hate Sidney Crosby because he beat the U.S., okay? And that's why I'll have her forever have an affinity for T.J. Oshi. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Oshi from Sochi. Yeah. But, like, I can't name a single player who played for who any country in the 2018 Winter Olympic hockey. For men's or even women's because I, I don't follow women's hockey outside of the Olympics. But What? Really? That that blows my mind. I can't believe that. Um, no, I don't care about the. This is the Olympics. I don't care about the names. I care about beating other countries. And Canada, objectively fun to beat at things. Mexico, fun to beat at things. Russia, we don't fun beat to Mexico beat at things. in the winter. We beat them in the summer. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying that like we get to play a lot of border countries. We also get to beat up on the Swedes. It's always fun to beat up on the Swedes. I like okay. First, but Norway here's, and Russia finish one two every time. Now, nah, okay. Here's the other thing. Like all of the all of the friggin' like f snow freak athletes are either like charming and funny or super hot or just like interesting people, and then all of the summer athletes are these roided up freaks of nature who are constantly angry and unhappy. Like Sean White is objectively a better poster child than the gangly Michael Phelps. Just like roll it up, being like, oh, "I am Michael. I smoke weed and swim, and someday Subway is gonna have to cut an endorsement deal with me." You get the choice between Better a guy named Jerry. The Flying Tomato and Michael. Okay. I, like, they're so much cooler. But what about Usain Bolt? He's no, a, I mean, he's fine. He's cool. He's cool. He's about. He's at least as cool as Sean White. No, Sean, Sean White's way cooler than like, like Usain I, I, Bolt. Yeah, I get that we're not Jamaican, so, like, he's probably way cooler there. Well, yeah, I imagine, but... Uh, again, we're not Jamaican. But, like, for me to care about, like, an Olympian from another country and, like, 
be legitimately happy when he wins. No, that's not what the Olympics are for. But you see, the Olympics transcends raw nationalism. (laughs) No. Every time that you say Bolt wins, I just feel bad for the six American guys tripping over themselves. And they're still the fastest men in America, which is impressive. Well, that's not true. The fastest men in America who decided not to play running back. But, um, you know. That's different. Like, sprinter speed and football speed are very different. Like, Marquise Goodwin, former or maybe current NFLer, former Texas Longhorn, he was in the Olympics, and I don't think he did all that good. Really? Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. No, but the Winter Olympics is so much cooler. Biathlon is dope. But do you watch that whole thing front to back? Yes. Alpine skiing, dope. Mogul skiing, dope. Ski jump, dope. Snowboarding, dope. Half pipe, dope. Skiing half pipe, what? Awesome. <laughs> it's honestly the only thing cooler then the Winter Olympics is the Summer X Games. Wow. I love the X Games. The X Games were cool until they had six of them a year, and then I stopped caring. I love the X Games. You never know when they're going to show up. They just appear. <laughs> they come from nowhere. And it's like this miniature extreme Olympics sponsored by Monster, Red Bull, and Rockstar jointly because they just know that energy drink consumption is going up the more time that you stare at this thing. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to lie. The first time I drank a Monster, I thought, oh, like the X Games. Chugged it, went through an awful choreo rehearsal, and then yarked. (laughs) That was the beauty of the X Games. It was like a celebration of stupid. Have you ever done BMX? Um, Not official BMX, but... But whatever versions of BMX me and Anton could manage to do in his neighborhood, yes... Such as building a ramp outside a friend's backyard, such as riding, just such as finding the biggest hill and just yeeting down it. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, but no, like the actual courses, getting out of one of those starting gates is like impossible. When I went to the like National Boy Scout Jamboree, they had a whole like BMX exhibit, right? And they had those like starting gates for your bikes. You know what you do? You, like, hook your back tire into the gate, and then it lets go, and you just start rolling, and you have to do that straight down a hill, and you've got, like, this much room, and there's another guy here and another guy here, and every time they would release it, there was, like, a 50% chance that all 10 of these guys just wiped out, and the guy on the right edge would just fall off and die. <laughs> and it's a ramp easily... <laughs> Oh, easily as tall as this room. And, like, sloping down at about the grade that it would take to get to the bottom of this room. Like, it, it's a steep MF. Yeah, it's a wonder more people didn't get hurt. <laughs> no, BMX is great. The X Games are great. It's concerning the XFL can't hold our attention for that long. But also, I don't think much can hold my attention today. Add the XFL to the X Games. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Play a football game, right? And then around that, have like a motocross race. And then outside of that so, so, so like you... is the Daytona 500. So we combine the battle at Bristol, which, which is a college football game at Bristol Motor Speedway. And you know how like some high schools like have tracks around the football field? We do that but with the motocross track. Right. And then there's a football game going on between two XFL teams in the middle of all that. All at the same time. Surrounded by an F1 track. Because those things are massive. 
And it just snakes around the whole thing. Yeah. There's an overpass and everything. <laughs> I like the idea that the I like the idea that the F1 track goes directly over the 50-yard line of the XFL game. It's all fun and games until a punt knocks out Vettel and costs. <laughs> <laughs> that it's that it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm proud of you for remembering the name of an F1 driver. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a wacky pod, which means... I swear we had topics. We that, do. We still have topics. That's going to be the title the of, this, of this week's episode. We're headed to the B block. We're right on We're right on track. We're pulling yes. to the station only probably, what, like, like 15 minutes late? <laughs> and having done none of the analysis on the XFL we've said we would do? Nope. What, I mean, do you have any more thoughts on the XFL? Just juice? If I had, I lost them. Yeah, me too. So, um... Block B. What was it? Oh, it's it's College Hoops. This Man, it's been wacky. It has been wacky. Man, it's been weird. It has. Dayton is in the top ten. They Which is so great. I Dayton. love Dayton. 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 Uh, for those who don't know, which is all of you, Justin and I went to a high school, and we're in the same high school theater department, and for whatever reason... For whatever reason, yeah. Nick Corder related, the son of our principal, um, the whole show choir and theater department decided to stand Dayton yes. every year during March Madness because they would always pull off weird upsets. They do. They do. I, like, I've been noticing this since they knocked off like Ohio State. And then I think even before that, they won a game as an 11 seed. Never bet against Dayton in March. Nope. Ever. Nope. Ever. 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 And now that they're going to be sitting... What, a one or two seed probably? Yes. With a player named Ob Toppin, who's like a possible Wooden Award winner this year. You don't want to say anything to jinx him. But go Flyers. Go Flyers. Uh, Nebraska still sucks, but sucks in an interesting way. Yeah, like the games we're supposed to win, we get blown out. In, and the games we're supposed to lose, like such as last night at number nine, Maryland, we, we lose almost by win. one. Two. Two. Same thing. One bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's weird, but we lose a lot. But it's yeah. weird. Charlie Easy Easily is suddenly a fixture. Yeah. Like a legitimate off the bench player. Yes. If you would have told me that at the beginning when I was memeing that Charlie Easily should start, <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if he does start a game at some point <laughs> this year, with all the trouble that the other players are landing themselves <laughs> in. Whew, it's been weird. It's been weird. And yeah, I don't San openly Diego regret State. my buying my season tickets, but I privately do. Normally, I would openly regret it. San Diego State is undefeated. That's the point I was trying to make earlier. They are li- literally <laughs> undefeated. Much shade, much there. Oof. I'm just saying that. Well, how? How is that shade? Well, you said I cut you off. I'm not cutting you off. Oh, okay. You didn't. I interrupted. <laughs> Yeah, San Diego State winning basketball games. That's weird. Yeah. They're undefeated. When's the last time we had, like, a non-Gonzaga go undefeated? Like, especially a team that's just, again, Was like a— State undefeated? Yeah, they did go undefeated one year. But now they suck. But now they suck. Man, who knows? UNC sucks. But they still gave Duke the right of their lives. Dude, that was so much— Did you watch that game? Yes. I—so I'm a—, I'm a not so closet Duke fan. I fell out of my chair. The like, oh, the roller coaster. So uh, I didn't watch 
because so typically the way I end up watching college basketball is I get a close game alert for one of the teams that I follow and I start watching it on my phone. And it said instead of a close game alert, upset alert. Uh-oh. UNC leading Duke by what was it like 10? And this is a UNC team that That's, lost to Wofford. Yeah. It really seemed like this ought to be a victory lap. You know what I mean? But it wasn't. So I was like, uh, that sucks. I'm doing other things. I'm probably just going to keep doing those other things. I was going to try and watch the end of this game, but if we're just going to lose it, I don't want to watch it. You know, mm-hmm. grumble, grumble, sad Duke fan noises. Which is music to my heart. Then, like 10 magical minutes that I didn't watch later, I get an alert that says, overtime alert. And I think, what? That, that's where I started watching too. Like, Dude, yeah. I, I got the crazy play alert. Like, mm-hmm. something Jones. What's his name? I don't even know. Yeah. Dude, you think I'm enough of a Duke fan to bother to learn the names of the players before March? It's not even halfway through February. I don't know what they're named. I don't care what they're named. They have names? I know this guy's brother played at Duke. Like, his brother is... They have families? No, his brother played at Kentucky. Tyus Jones. I really thought that the way it worked at Duke was they just, like, cryogenically froze these guys, wheeled them out every year, and then, like, opened it, kept them kept them alive for, like, for like the basketball season, then gave them all, like, wild amounts of plastic surgery so they look like different people and put them back in the freezer and gave them new names next year. That, I think that Duke helps probably my, has robots. That helps my theory that there's only one Plumlee brother, and we're all convinced that there were three. By the government. Who the hell? You, so they talk a lot about first names being weird. Mm-hmm. But you got to realize that once upon a time, somebody picked a last name too. Unless it's one of those things that like your family got called because it's what they did. Like I, I, This doesn't apply to like cobblers because you all just made shoes. But somebody really thought, ah, yes, we shall be the great and stoic Plumlee clan. Like I, I'm struggling to think of something Nearly that stupid. I mean, like, maybe Slipitchka? But other than that, I can't find anything that would be as strange a last name as Plumlee. Question. You mentioned cobbler comes from people who used to make shoes. Yeah. How is Peach Cobbler named then? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> I Peach Cobbler deserves a deep rewind. Talk about something so I can Google Peach Cobbler name. Where I feel the from? same way about the Zeller Brothers. I know there's a Tyler Zeller, a Cody Zeller, and I know there's another Zeller, but I have no idea what his name is. And like, oh, Luke Zeller. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Okay. Guess what? Found an article from FarmersAlmanac.com. It's Crisp, Crumple, Betty, or Buckle. What's the difference? <laughs> so here's a Crisp. A Crisp is a fruit dessert with a topping made of oats, flour, butter, and sugar, and sometimes nuts. It can also be a crumble. Then what's a cobbler? A crumble have a streusel. A cobbler's... We're getting there. We're getting there. I'm going to skip cobbler and come back. A buckle consists of fruit and cake baked together with a streusel topping. As it bakes the fruit and streusel topping together, it makes it buckle so it, like, you know, it's got little cracks and crevices. A brown betty, as in an apple brown betty, is like a crisp without oats. And then finally, because I made you suffer through all this, a cobbler is a fruit dessert with a biscuit-style topping. Oh. Yeah. 
It's called a cobbler because its top crust is not smooth like a pie crust, but rather cobbled. Like a cobblestone? And yeah, of course. It's dropped or spooned over the fruit and then baked. So that's, oh my god. The thing I've been eating this whole time was actually a buckle. A buckle? Or a I buckle? Think, so I, I, I've got a cobbler recipe I really like from Boy Scouts. And I think it's technically a buckle. Because what it really is, you want to hear this cobbler recipe? It's super complicated. Okay, after you explain to me if it's a boggle, a buggle, a bogle, or a buckle. It's a buckle. Like a as belt in, buckle. Yeah, or as in the store you have to touch the back of without interacting with people. Yes. A buckle. That kind of a buckle. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, so here's, here's the, I guess, a buckle recipe. It's the easiest thing I've ever made in my life. Okay. <laughs> you grease down a pan or like a Dutch oven. You throw in... A cake mix. You throw in a thing of like cherries, pie filling, peach, peaches, things of that nature. You throw in another pie mix on top. You just kind of whack apart a stick of butter and let that sit. And you put a lid on it and you're done. It's the greatest stuff I've ever had. You put that with ice cream, it will blow your mind how good that is. And it is literally just two Betty Crockers and a can of fruit and a lot of butter. It's it's incredible. Cooking tips. Things you didn't know you were going to get from the podcast of two college kids who were originally talking about college football and are now wayward and lost without college football in their lives. <laughs> Oy. Anyway, yeah, college basketball is weird. We're going to talk about it more as as March rolls around. So, yeah. yeah. Cool story, bro. Next up, um, the MLB has proposed new playoff rules. Have you heard about this? read this one. Their plan would to add two new wildcard teams to both the American and the National League, boosting the amount of playoff teams from 10 to 14. Whoa, what? Whoa. What? Mirroring the NFL, the AL and the NL top seed would get a first-round bye, while the remaining division winners and the wild cards what? face each other in a best of three. But that's not all. But that's not all. More radical is a proposed system that would allow for division winners to pick their opponents for the first round. A selection that would be televised live on the final night of the regular season. You're going to hate me. This sounds fun. It kind of does. Like, as against as I am of diluting the playoffs by adding half the league in them. No, that's great. Is it? Yeah, because this makes it... So, here's always been the problem with the MLB playoffs. You basically have two different types of playoffs. You have the NBA playoffs, Mm -hmm. in which you are legitimately trying to find the best team... And thus you play a bunch of games against each other again and again. And it, it typically, because of the way that sport works out, the better team is going to win on more nights against each other. Yes. That's not how baseball works. If you were going to find the best baseball team, what you would do is you would give teams, it'd be like the NHL or the Premier League, three points for a win, One point for a win in extra innings, no points for a loss. You count those points until the end of the year, and then there you have it. It's how it works. It's what it is. That's whoever's at the top wins. That would be the best way to find the best baseball team. 
You play it in some sort of round-robin format where everybody plays each other X amount of times. If you have a sport like that, and yet you don't want to do that, and you want to have a quote-unquote big game at the end like the XFL has... Um, or like the MLS Cup to stay on topic from earlier. Yeah. If you want to do that, then you need to do it in a way like the MLS Cup or like more specifically March Madness or yes. the College World Series where you have all the teams and it is maximum chaos and we know that the team at the end might not actually be the best team, but now we're not even trying anymore. We're just trying for maximum entertainment. Imagine exactly. how fun a like think about why we like the College World Series. Mm-hmm. We like the College World Series because it's double elimination, which means you can lose your first game and win the stupid thing. It's impossible, but you can. I think that that would be really fun in Major League Baseball in that like you could be a team that just sucked out loud in the regular season. You get to the playoffs, and you find a way to get lucky, and you can win the stupid thing. That's actually cooler than the system we have now, which I think everyone agrees is just wildly unfair and totally a crapshoot. I like it when my team wins, but it's not finding the best baseball team. No, I think it places way too much importance on divisions. Yes. And how many years do you have... Like, there's a very close race to a division, and then the loser just gets totally screwed and has to play in the wild card game against a team that's, like, 10 wins worse than them, but just happens to have, like, the best pitcher yep. in the world. Yep. You know? what? The thing that, that's the other thing. The thing that makes a good playoff baseball team and a good baseball team are two radically different things. You need a totally different rotation. You need a totally different batting lineup. You know... Who gives a damn if you're hitting for average now? Yeah. I mean, it's nice, but that's why people have been stocking up on power hitters. Because what's the point if you get to the playoffs and, you know, you pile up singles and you don't actually score any runs? Yeah. Yeah. But argument against the system, the Mets would have made the playoffs last year. Hell yeah. How is that an argument against it? Did... Does anybody who watched that Mets team think they were a playoff team? I don't think so. Same thing with the D-backs who would have made the playoffs. Like, when you think of good baseball teams from last year, they do not cross your mind at all. 64 college basketball teams get a chance to win in March Madness. We all think it's better for that. 68. Is this going to make regular season races slightly less interesting? Yes. Were they really ever that interesting in the first place? No. Now we care about seeding, which is very clearly going to matter in this. Mm -hmm. You don't think it still matters to me that the Red Sox win the AL East? It still does for two reasons. One, you need to lose. And secondly, I want a bye week. And I want to pick you just to insult you when we pick the team we get to play because I want to diss the Yankees in the most formal way we possibly could. That'd be so much fun. Being like, hmm, who do we want first? We could play the Orioles, but we might as well get the Yankees out of the way because they suck. Yankees suck. Besides putting aside your f- insults, <laughs> I I could see a strategy in picking the best team earlier so you don't have to face them late. I could see that as a strategy. Do I think it's a good strategy? No, but I could see it. Like, I'm asking you just to do one thing that 
just just one thing. Okay. 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 One thing I need you to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the Mets recently song. <laughs> Clearly not, because this version is from like 1962. Clearly. Oh, I didn't know that. What? I didn't know the Mets moved. Interesting. Oh, I guess that Brooklyn moved out and then yes. the Mets moved in. Yes. Not long after? Not not that long after, no. Because when did Brooklyn move to LA? Also, they should move back. No. Yep. New York's not a three-team state. For baseball? For baseball, It should like... be a two-team state. Mets, Dodgers. No! <laughs> Buzz off, Nick. I The Bronx should fall off into the ocean anyway. Have no. you been there? It's horrible. No. But it's cool that Bronx gets something like... Brooklyn's gotten all the things as far as the boroughs go. Yeah, you're right. You know why? Brooklyn's cool and, like, like an awesome place. But it's the same city. Like, Brooklyn and Manhattan get all the cool stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's the same city in the way that, like... If anything, Staten Island, like, they deserve what they get, which is nothing. Like, yeah. Queens and Bronx deserve more things. And that's why the baseball teams are there. I've been to all of the boroughs except Staten Island. And I feel like I need to go to Staten Island just to say I've been to all five boroughs. But here's the thing. I don't actually want to go to Staten Island that bad. Like, when you're that close to so much cool stuff, what's the point of going to Staten Island? Like, not to mention that getting there is a pain in the butt, which is why no one ever leaves. Mm -hmm. It'd be terrible. Yeah. At least they gave us the impractical jokers, though. That's about it. Does Staten Island have, like, a... Because I know that, like... Manhattan is typically Mets fans. Yeah. And the Bronx is... And Brooklyn is just, like, baseball-averse because they've been too scarred. Mm-hmm. Where, where does... Where does Staten Island fall? No idea. Let's Google Trends this. Yeah, Google Trends is not the answer. Okay, fine. I'll Google it. Right no, now. you Google Trends and I'll Google it. Oh, they have a Yankees affiliate team. Oh, yeah, the Staten Island Yankees. Why 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 does Google like reroute me to Spain immediately? Well, Daniel is traveling tonight on a plane. Okay. I can see the red tail lights headed for Spain. Okay. The Mets picked up Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And then a bunch of Staten Islanders are Brooklyn transplants now. Oh, so they're a Mets town too. Yes. Oh, what? <laughs> The real reason the Mets wear blue and orange, besides being the city's colors, was that the blue was for the Dodgers and the orange was for the Giants. Honestly, you can make the argument that the Mets are a better team for New York than the Yankees no. are. Like, the, the Yankees are the brand. But when you think about the Mets, like, there's like even, sim- even the symbolism of the logo, like Dutch colors. They you, were originally pink and black until they came up with that idea. Yeah, it's a way better idea. Yeah, but like, there's no pink and black teams anywhere in sports. You know what team I don't understand why people like? The LA Angels. Who's an Angels fan? I mean, I know like one Angels fan. I know like one as well. And Father like, Schultes. Besides him, who's I, the other Angels fan? A guy I actually met. 
last year. You were like, hi, how are you? And he's like, I'm an Angels fan. And you were like, oh, God, no, yeah. I'll get the plague. Yeah, we were just talking sports, and he's like, yeah, I used to go to a lot of Angels games. And I'm like, what? People go to those? People go to those? And he's like, not really. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I find it so interesting how empty Major League stadiums are. Yeah. I actually think the teams are going to end up dissolving. Really? I would think so. I, I think I think we're actually going to transition to liking smaller, more elite leagues. When you think about when you think about our generation, like it used to be that like what you would do on a Friday night. Imagine Hair Rock and like Nebraska being good, and you would like you would go out on a Friday night in summer. And you would go to the bar, and you and your friends would watch just whatever baseball game was on ESPN that night. You know? Mm -hmm. Nobody does that anymore. Our baseball fandom is much more, like, specified. And it's like, oh, I'm a Red Sox fan. So if the Red Sox are playing on ESPN, I'll watch that. And if the Red Sox are playing on Fox, I'll watch that. And if the Red Sox are playing the Royals, I'll watch that. What I think more people do is, I'm a Royals fan. So I'm going to watch Fox Sports coverage of the Royals, and that's the only way I'm going to really, you know, maybe I'll watch, like, Sox-Yankees, or, like, oh, the Dodgers are good this year. I might watch a couple Dodgers games. Do we do we really think we need the Toronto Blue Jays? Yes. Do we really think we need the Tampa Bay Rays? No. Okay, see, but, like, I don't think Tampa Bay thinks Tampa Bay needs the Tampa Bay Rays. Neither Miami doesn't think they need the Marlins. Yeah, the, Mar the Marlins are going to be the first team to go. Oh, by absolutely. There, for multiple reasons. There's some open disdain for like baseball teams within cities that just suck, because then I associate like God. If you say Miami, I think about Miami football. I think about the Heat when they were good. I think about you know like Dolphins. fun, not the Dolphins. Because I'm too young to remember when the Dolphins were good. But I associate good things with Miami. Yes. As a sports fan, as a person, it sounds like a fun time. But if you say the Marlins, what? Like, I'm no longer thinking of, I'm just thinking of a team that's really bad. <laughs> like, I don't think you want that associated with your city. It's less fun to be from Nebraska when Nebraska's not good at football. Mm -hmm. It's less fun to be from the Midwest when, you know, I don't know, Kansas City sucks. Unless you're like me and you don't like bandwagon teams, in which case, I hate you. But, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I think that, like, the teams, because, like, think about it. I bet there are more Cubs fans in Miami than Marlins fans. I bet there's, I hate to say it, more Yankees fans. I bet there might be more Red Sox fans. Although I think Red Sox fandom is more localized to the Northeast. Yeah, Yankees fans are like the... The people who like the bad guys. The Man U fans. The Man U fans. Which I, I, might... I don't think you started liking the Yankees because you wanted to like the bad guys, though. The, I liked them because they were the first team I heard about. I, I, I literally remember this. Word soup. I literally remember watching baseball with my dad and I asked him, who's playing? And he said the Yankees. And I'm like, cool. I like them. And that's how I became a Yankees fan. I think it was Yankees White Sox too. For whatever reason, he just said Yankees first, and I'm like, "Yep, that's my." I'm trying fandom. to imagine you as a White Sox. I fan. know, which weirdly makes more sense than it oughta. Oh, I don't. 
know, like, you're... I can see it. I don't know why, but I can see it. No, I don't fit any of the White Sox boxes, which is like... How how do you how are, how does anyone become a White Sox fan? The Cubs I don't know, are but so much better. But if if you if if anyone was gonna become a White Sox fan, it would make sense that it was you. Just because they're the team that like literally the least. They're the of other. Care they're about. the other guys. Like at least I don't think that's true. I don't think that the least amount of people care about the White Sox. I think that if you it's, go it's to still the Marlins, but I think if you go to Chicago, there's a lot of White Sox fans. Yes, but outside of Chicago. Yeah, you're right. They have no like cross market appeal. But, like, how do you even become a White Sox fan in Chicago? Is, I bet You're it's from regional. the south side. Okay. Yeah. Because there's, like, a cutoff. And all the people from the north side of Chicago are Cubs fans. Oh. So, the D-block. The D-block. Rather, how familiar are you with German soccer? Club soccer? I feel like, you know how we could barely scrape 24 teams of the MLS I feel like I could do five with Germany. Give me what you got. Schalke. Mm-hmm. Borussia Mönchengladbach. I butchered that, but whatever. No, that was... I think it's actually like Mönchengladbach instead of Mönchengladbach. Uh, but but very, very good. Bayern Munich. Yeah. Isn't there one that's just like Bayer? Bayer Leverkusen, yeah. Oh, gosh, I got one more now. Oh, I've already said Schalke. Dortmund? Yes. Boom, I'm at my goal. Well done. I'm amazed you didn't have Hoffenheim or Wolfsburg. I feel like those are famous ones. Oh, but... Wolfsburg's there? Oh, yeah. I like their crust. So, you actually got five of the top six. Nice. Top six in the league right now. Makes sense that those are the ones I know. The one you're missing is kind of the fly in the ointment here. Wait, is the one I'm missing seriously the one you're going to talk about? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So yeah, for a little background for those of you who don't know, Bayern has historically been the powerhouse. Dortmund has always been the Red Sox to their Yankees, except Dortmund hasn't been as good as the Red Sox have been in this century. Um, Monty Gladbach, Bayer, Schalke, Hoffenheim have kind of all picked up the other Champions League places. Good, Good times. Fun times for all. Good, good, not not actually good times. Bayern was just, like, kicking a lot of butt for a really long time. But you'll remember that Germany, for a long time, was after, you know, yeah. that thing that happened to Germany. Um, east and West. East and West. Well, the West, our team, had a, <laughs> had a much better goal of it soccer-wise than the East. Um, because obviously in the West, you can choose to play soccer if you so desire. And in the East, you are chosen. You are chosen at birth. You shall bring glory to communist Germany, which is a lot less fun. So, um, their teams suffered after reunification. And the East mostly, I'm getting this correctly now, the East had mostly been left behind. Um... And there was a middling, like, oh, God, I think they were, like, fourth tier. I, I'm not going to actually look up facts. If you're interested in this, look up the okay. specifics. But I'm just going to give you the, the broad sweeps of the story. Like, very low tier German side in Leipzig, Germany. Now, Red Bull had purchased a Formula One team. Yes. Had done well. That Formula One team was doing great at the time because this is, like, the – 
mid 2010s when they start getting interested in the soccer project. And I think possibly by this point, they now also have a team in Austria and a team in the U.S. Um, Red Bulls and um, Red Bull Salzburg. Salzburg, that's it, yes. But this, this one that we're talking about, was bought by Red Bull, Mm -hmm. became Red Bull Leipzig. Now, here's the thing. Particularly once you get to the higher leagues, I think the leagues and the rules in the lower leagues might be a little bit different. But once you get to the Bundesliga 2 and the Bundesliga, the way that it works is there's something called the 50 plus 1 rule, where clubs have to be owned by 50% plus 1 share of the actual ownership of the club have to be owned by members, which are basically fans. 50 plus 1. Yeah. What happens... It's because no one's a member in this team. What Red Bull does is basically as a Christmas bonus, they buy every member of like every member of their German staff a share of the team. They have a bunch of manufacturing in Germany. So every Red Bull grunt guy gets to, you know, own part of this football team. But here's the catch. In order to keep it, they have to vote the way the board wants them to. That's the thing about the 50 plus round one rule. German clubs can stop their ownership from, like, raising ticket prices exorbitantly, um, from moving the club, from doing all kinds of different things, from, I don't know, taking it over and making your logo actually two Red Bulls. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> hmm But if you give it, you know, if you use this workaround and you give it to your actual employees who have to do what you say... You totally ruined this thing that was, like, beautiful and special about German football. Mm-hmm. And people were pissed. And then the league's trying to stop it, so they make a rule that says, like, oh, well, guess what? You can't make – before they get to the Bundesliga, the Bundesliga is like, well, you can't make your team name Red Bull mm-hmm. you, or, or any corporate sponsor that hasn't already been priced in with Bayer. Because that was always a thing, and Bayer's done it much more ethically than Red Bull did it. And that was always Red Bull's thing. It's like, well, Bayer's a pharmaceutical giant. They own a team. Who cares? And Yeah, but Bayer hadn't jacked with the 50 plus 1 rule. Mm-hmm. So RB Leipzig changed their name, no BS, to Rosenball Leipzig to keep the RB. Rosenball. Which literally in German translates roughly to sport ball. Sport ball. I'm pretty sure that's what... <laughs> Translation. I'm pretty sure it's like sport ball. Lawn ball. Lawn ball. That's even, even better. Worse. Yeah. Lawn ball or grass ball. But they can still use RB. Lawn ball sports. Lawn ball sports. Leipzig. Leipzig. That's beautiful. Yep. Believe it or not, they only play one lawn-based sport. Really? Yeah, it's soccer. They're pretty good at it. They're second in the division. Gosh dang. So then, you know, they do the typical corporate thing. They pour in a bunch of money. They buy players off of different teams. They sell all of the young talent they've been developing and turn it into a corporate monster. So if, if you think, like... The New York version of Red Bull is bad, where they made a new team and named it Red Bull. Imagine taking, like, a team that was 
old and an institution in that part of the country. No, no, some of the fans, in, in Red Bull's defense, are hype about this. Because, you know, be like, what if, what if, like, what if it was allowed for Nike to buy Nebraska football and pour all their money into making us the new Alabama? It'd be awesome. They tried that with Oregon and zero national championships. Oof. But yeah, that is a, yeah. I think that American fans complain about a lot of things regarding soccer. But in a lot of ways, American soccer is like a, I hate to say this because of the quality, but I'm talking about the structure. Mm -hmm. American soccer is pure and less influenced by money and power than other places. There's less politics there's less clubs at the top bullying people although you're seeing that happen because that's kind of just how soccer works out i'd be interested to see if someone could do like a study of like why does it seem that power in a soccer context always concentrates at the top why does it create a positive feedback loop because you know that's not as true in the nfl it's not it's hard to build a dynasty the nfl has a draft basically yeah like so does the mls but the transfer system is, like, way different. Yeah. Like, football, but, you have salary caps and free agencies. But the MLS is a salary cap. I guess the thing about the MLS is it has so many exceptions to the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a, it's a native sun rule. It's, uh, you know, and yeah. L.A. has been, L.A. Galaxy specifically, has been really good at using those things. Now, I think what's going to be interesting is down the stretch, is that going to be sustainable against a team like LAFC who's clearly trying to build homegrown talent from the streets of LA of which there is a lot like I'm sorry I don't know how we got off on American soccer is it cool if we close on this because I have a couple more thoughts here's my thing we talk a lot about how American soccer is no good it's not really I it's it's I've tried my hardest to care about Atlanta United or Columbus crew and I just can't yeah I, honestly, you don't get hype about the crew. You get hype about Atlanta United. That's actually a cool team that's kind of taking over that city. Yeah. I, I think it'd be easier if you lived. It, if I lived in KC and could go to those games, I would totally be into it. If I mm-hmm. lived in Atlanta and could go to those games, I'd totally be into yes. it. I... Here's the thing that hurts me about American soccer. It's past the point of where we were in the 90s where it's like we could be good. At this point, a lot of really talented athletes play soccer. You know, some of the best athletes at Pius were on the soccer team. Mm-hmm. All-around athletes. Yes. And that's true of almost every high school in the country now. Particularly, I mean, now you're in a weird situation where a bunch of small towns in Nebraska are getting better soccer teams because we've had an influx of, you know, folks from other places that play soccer. And now there's like smaller soccer cultures building up all around the United States, which is really interesting and really cool because I think American soccer culture has this very unique opportunity to be a clash of European style tactics and Latin American style love of the game that you see sometimes. And it's fascinating. And like, that's what I like about El Trafico because it feels like you took these two styles and you were like, boom, here it is. Also, it's the coolest name for a Derby ever. Yes. Uh, but now we're in this place in American soccer 
And I'm just going to say the same things that Taylor Twelman has said, but without blowing a gasket. Now we're in this place in American soccer where we should be good. It doesn't add up why we're not good. Except for the fact that there's not enough money and not enough fan attention yet. And I think in 200 years, we'll be there. Because soccer's in vogue right now, right? It's very much like a growing thing in our generation to care about the Prem, to at least be aware that it happens, to know about the big players. I think that basketball is being culturally exported at about the same rate that soccer is being culturally imported. I think soccer is actually coming a little faster. Yes. Like, I think it's at the point with basketball where it's not the point yet where you could field a starting five of foreign-born players and have them beat the five best American players, but the gap is smaller than it's ever been. Like, the last MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's from Greece. Luka Doncic, top five player in the league, from Slovenia. Right. Nikola Jokic, another top ten player, from Serbia. That's three top ten players in the NBA right now. You could definitely take the top five foreign players of all time. Yes. And play them against the current top five yes. NBA players and win. Have that be a heck Yow of a game. and friggin'. Steve Nash of Canada. You know. Man, you don't think of Steve Nash as a foreign player. You, you really, you really don't. don't consider that. Dirk Nowitzki, German yeah. Jesus. Man, you got a lot of centers. A lot of Texan centers. A lot of centers. <laughs> Chris Stops Porzingis. Like, yeah. I don't. Would he really make the list? No, of, he really wouldn't make it but all he's, time. It's. It's an example of how we've even got rank-and-file players yes. from other places. Whereas American soccer players in other leagues have really only made it to... I mean, Pulisic is the first player who might make star power in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I also think, I don't know, we've put a lot of pressure on that kid. If it doesn't go through... Yeah, that's a very big might. Yeah. I mean, I think it's odds-on that he's an above-average player for Chelsea. But yeah. All right. All right. Well, it's been a decent, fun episode. It was. For a week where there's not a whole lot going on. I swear we had topics. We <laughs> did. We didn't. We, we got through all of we them. We actually We just did. got through a lot of other 